Welcome to the 313 Men, Money, and Marriage Podcast, where facts, logic, and reasoning are at the forefront of every conversation. And in this episode, we're going to talk about men, women, and their spending habits. We will compare the two and see what they actually spend money on, who spends the most, and what do they buy, which group carries the most debt. Also, which who is better at saving and investing, men or women? Lastly, we're going to see if marriage can help both of them complement each other to reach their long-term financial goals. Now, just to let you know, we're going to dedicate this episode to a, someone we met down in Mexico last week when we were on vacation named Alejandro Hernandez. It was a very big help for us to show us how to get around the city that we stayed in in Playa del Carmen. So, Alejandro, we're dedicating this episode to you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy as we talk about men, women, and their spending habits. Welcome back to the 313 Men, Money, and Marriage podcast. And as we mentioned in the intro, we're going to talk about men, women, and their spending habits. Now, truth be told, I wasn't not going to, this was not going to be the episode that we were going to talk about this week. It was going to be something else. But I stumbled across this a couple of days ago, and I was quite surprised at some of the numbers. As I was looking up one topic, I came across this one, and I thought this would be a pretty good idea to run an episode on. So after I looked through the numbers and I was somewhat surprised, I decided to go ahead and run with it. So we're going to talk about men, women, and their spending habits, and we're going to focus on that for this particular episode. And the reason, like I said earlier, was it's, it's, the numbers did somewhat surprise me. Now, generally speaking, when we, we think about men and women shopping, our first natural reaction is that women tend to shop more, tend to spend more, and they're, they're initially essentially the problem when it comes to spending and things like that in a relationship. However, as I was doing the research, I was surprised that that's actually not the case. And we'll get into that as we go forward here. A common theme is just to think as men, we're, we're pretty much, I guess I would use the word one item shoppers where we'll go out for one specific thing, go to a specific store, buy it, and then we'll leave. Well, women, on the other hand, well, they might go out to a store or a bunch of stores and just wander around and they might spend, you know, a little bit of money in each different individual store, but they will, it, they, they will spend more time at actually shopping and looking for something. Now, way back when, I say maybe, when I say way back when, maybe 10, 15 years ago, there was sort of a, a focus group and they, they, they studied men and women shopping. And they basically said in this, this, this study here that men have a specific goal. They go into a store, they tend to buy what they want and get out as quickly as possible. Whereas women care more about the environment and the attention that they get from the salespeople. So it's more of an experience for them going shopping where men, we tend to be more focused and we want to get something, get what we want, came to get and then leave. Women is all about sort of a community style of thing where they're it's, it's an the experience is, is really what matters. So what we're going to do is look at some of their spending habits. This episode isn't going to run very, very long, so we're going to keep it you know, relatively short compared to some of the other ones. So we'll just see how it plays out. But we're just going to cover these 
these areas relatively quickly, and then we'll take it from there. The, the big thing here is total spending that I'm going to look at here first. And it just says that, and this just this came from the Bureau of Labor and Statistics, and it was ran about maybe five years ago that they studied these, these spending habits. And it says that single men spend slightly more than single women and over the course of a year. However, it's in the word is slightly because it's only about $1,200 more a year men spend than women do. However, it says that men tend to earn more per year than women do. So on a percentage basis of their income, it's less, even though they're spending a higher dollar amount. So they're saying here that men basically are earning about $10,000 more per year, but they're spending a certain percentage of that. Whereas compared to women, they might spend a little less, but it's a higher percentage of their income. And this is, this is essentially we're talking about after tax dollars, you know, for say. So ultimately what this is saying is that women are spending more of their own income versus a man on a percentage basis. Now, when it comes to food items, men spend more on food than single women do. So single men do spend more money on food than single women do. Now, your first reaction might be, well, most single men aren't going to necessarily be out cooking and preparing their meals all the time. Well, some do and some don't, but they tend to order things that might be more expensive when they do go out. So that could have a play a part in it. The numbers just is saying here are that men spend about $4,100 per year on food. And women spend about 3600 So it's about a $500 difference on a yearly basis. However, when you get into alcohol, men spend twice as much as women do on alcohol per year. About $537 compared to $230 for the women. And as a man, you might say, well, sometimes I'll be out and about and I'll meet somebody out in a bar or a lounge or somewhere like that and I'll buy a woman a drink. And that could be true and that could be part of the reason why the number is higher. But as men, since we tend to weigh more, we can tend to drink more. So because of that, our bodies, you know, we might go and have two or three drinks where one might just have one or two. And the outcome will be the same on, I guess, how we feel after we've drank it. So that could be part of the reason, too, where the, the dollar amount is higher. Now, when it comes to clothing, women spend more on clothing than men do. The number annual cost is about 1100 for a woman, and it's about 800 for a man. So those numbers seem to jive. I actually thought, now this is just me, I actually thought the, the, the woman's number would actually be a little bit higher than the man's number is, but a lot more higher than what it is. It's, it's about a $300 difference. I thought it would be, like for some reason, you know, the stereotypical answer would be, it'd be maybe $500 to $1,000 more. I'm not sure, maybe even higher than that, who knows. But it also says that on hair care and personal care products, women spend about $600 a year. Now, some people say that women spend twice as much as that, depending on where you live, where you're a coastal city or you're in the Midwest or a southern city, it might be less. Where men only spend about 
It says well, roughly $230 per year on personal care products, such as skin and hair care. In my case, I don't have that much hair left, so it doesn't cost me as much. So we'll see uh, where some men, you know, obviously might have to spend more. Pertaining to cars, and this is cars, and this is just your personal transportation. And what it's basically saying here is that men spend almost about $1,200 more per year on their personal transportation. And those are car-related expenses, such as the uh, purchase of the vehicle, gas, and maintenance, and even in instances of public transportation. Now, you might say, why would men spend more on things like that over women? And the answer is probably just simply because women, men tend to drive bigger cars. So if they have a truck or a large SUV or anything, any, any of those type of things, you'll see that that number would be higher. So it would cost more to put gas in a SUV or a larger truck than it would, say, a car. So that could be part of the reason why men spend more money in those type of environments there. Now, when it comes to entertainment, men spend, men and women spend roughly about the same amount each year. And the numbers pretty much are saying that men are averaging about $800 on audiovisual equipment and services. And that's, that. it's, I guess that's saying if you were to go to a movie theater or anything to those, or something that you might purchase in your home. Uh, it says here, women spend about $725 on stuff like that. So it's about... A hundred dollar difference per year by for the man, and again, some men might say, "Well, that's because of we're dating. We might have to go out, take them out more. You know, we have to we will cover the tab initially on the first couple of dates and things to that that effect." Now, when it comes to the shopping thing that we were talking about earlier with, with women and shopping, a, there was a, a study done well, 10, 15 years ago that said women were more likely than men to shop at outlet stores. And those outlet stores tend to have, you know, the brand names, they'll be named, have different names on them of the major brand names, or they sell things at a lower price. Whereas men will shop at a traditional department store and pay full price, but have a larger choice of items to choose from. Now, I never thought of it that way. I kind of go to both. I go to the outlets and I go to a larger department store, depending on what it is that I'm looking for. But I never really paid much attention to that. What I can tell you is my wife is very good at going to those, those type of places, those outlet stores and finding really good deals. And she, she's very crafty about it. So she is able to pick out those things more where I don't really think about it as far as having a lot of time to want to sit there and try and find the right specific item I just go somewhere and if hopefully they have what I'm looking for. If not, I just try another day. So that could be part of some of the, the, the thought process of why men will go to the department store because they probably can get in and out quicker. And also some of the outlet stores might be a little bit further away from where they live. So if an outlet store is a little bit further 
as far as traveling is concerned, men might just say, I just go 15, 20 minutes away, go be done, and then I can go do something else. Well, remember we said with women, when they shop, it's more of an, an, it's more of an environmental thing. Like they get to, you know, associate with a lot of different people, talk about different things. It's, it's a feeling that they, they get from it. Women are more likely to find something on sale. Women are much more likely to find a product or something on sale than a man will. 71% of women say that the last item that they bought online was on sale compared to only 57% of men who bought something that was online or on sale. Now, here's something pretty interesting when it comes to shopping is that according to the Nielsen study that was done, women are more willing than men to switch to store brands and other less expensive grocery brands versus men. Over 40% of women said they will change to a cheaper grocery brand to save money while only 30% of men have done the same. And as I'm reading these numbers, I, when I, I think about my relationship, you know, when my wife and I talk about those things, I, I say that's probably true because I... Sometimes, you know, you think that the, the off-brand isn't going to be quite as good. So you're willing to spend a few more dollars to get the, the name brand item. So I might be guilty of that. I don't, I'm not going to say that I'm not because I, I, I have done that before in the past, thinking that it was better to buy the name brand. And there's instances where it might be, and then there's instances where it won't. So we have to take that into consideration as well. When it comes to using a coupon, Women are much more likely than men to use a coupon. The numbers are pretty, pretty, you can see a little bit of a significant difference here. Women who are millennials tend to use coupons when shopping about 74% of the time. For men is in the 60s. Men will search, look for coupons to use in a store. But it's about half of the amount. It's like half of what they would be compared to to females. So women are twice as likely to probably go look to try and find a coupon to go buy something versus a man will. Now, as we start to talk about, those are all different shopping type things. The next area is good to talk about is what about savings? What about who's saving more? Who's doing better when it comes to their their finances and putting away more money and things to that effect. In terms of dollars, the actual dollar amount, men do save more. Men save nearly twice as much or have twice as much stashed in an emergency fund than the average woman. So when it comes to savings, men do save a lot more. 40% of women said that they don't have enough. They're not saving enough. And it's their biggest financial regret. While only 30, 33% of men say the same thing. So what that might be, what's going on is that men tend to take it maybe a little bit more seriously. I can't say 100%. Uh, women often are caregivers and have to take care of other people. So it might not be as in the, the forefront of their mind to figure out, oh, I have to save and put more money away versus, say, a man does who, who's, you know, running the household, running his family, and wants to make sure that everything is, is okay for an emergency or something like that popping up. 
So that doesn't surprise me, that number. I was, I'm thinking that men will probably definitely want to be the more the bigger savers of the two. Now, obviously, this is a generality. There obviously are exceptions to the rules. There are some women who are excellent savers. And so is that, with that being the case, it's not just, a, it's, this is not a... Uh, Everybody, this is just sort of what we're basically saying is more of a generality. And that's what some of these numbers are basically pointing out. Now, when it comes to investing, this is pretty interesting. When it comes to investing, men do tend to show more interest in investing than women do. However, women do do a pretty good job as far as wanting to manage their investments. But men tend to show more of an interest in it. Men also tend to know more about investing than women do and tend to be more knowledgeable about it. However, this is something that's pretty interesting. When men and women are investing, and say, let's say all things being equal, women outperform men in investing. So they actually get a better rate of return on their investment. And part of the reason why that's the case is because men tend to trade more when it comes to investing. They, they pull in and out, they take their money in and out and move it around a little bit more than, say, women will. And women will usually keep their funds in the same location more often than men do. Now, that does not mean that, again, every woman will do this and every man will do the opposite. But that's why men tend to get a lower return on their money. So an example would be, Earlier in the year, the stock market had went down dramatically and we had about, we had a correction and a correction is basically a 20% loss from the all time high. And a lot of men that I did talk to, not all I, but I say a few, did say that they took their money out and put it in something a little bit more safe, pertaining to their retirement accounts and things to that effect. Where women tend to do that less. And so since they're moving their money around and now we're starting to see somewhat of a comeback where the money is starting to come back up a little bit, not nowhere near where it was, but it is coming back. They're missing out on those returns as they're, they move their money out and put it into a different investment. But women tend to stay in those areas. They'll stay in that investment a little bit longer. Women tend to seek more help when it comes to investing. They're more likely to want to use a, advisor and they will reach out to an advisor for help if they don't understand something where men will try and do it more on their own. Men are more confident with money and they believe in their skill set as being able to manage it properly. Doesn't mean that they actually do it right all the time, but they will try and do it, you know, do it the best that they can. And so with, with all of that happening, that tends to lead them to, like I said, they tend to trade more because their confidence level is high and they feel like they know what they're doing. Women in investing actually focus more on long-term. So they're, they're looking at more of the long-term things. Men tend to turn investing into a competition. They're looking at their portfolio, seeing if it's performing well. They'll get top, uh, stock tips from others 
where women will stay much more focused on their long-term goals. And that's, that's why they're, they're, their financial return might be a little bit higher than a man's. It's because they're focusing on their financial goals, their long-term goals, where men are trying to get the highest rate of return. And by doing that and doing a little bit more excess trading and pulling your money out of one area and putting it in another ultimately hurts your, your, your bottom line, your actual return. Women trade a lot less often. So because of that, they accrue less fees. What a lot of men sometimes don't realize is when they're doing all that trading, they're occurring fees that they're paying and it's cutting off, cutting into their investment. Because anytime you buy or trade or sell any type of commodity, whether stock or whatever, there's going to be a fee attached to selling it and buying. So the less you trade, the less fees that you will pay. And so women tend to pay attention to that and they are more investing for that long term. Women are much more likely to engage in buy and hold strategies versus a man. Men are 35% more likely to make trades on their individual investment stocks or 401k plans and things to that effect. They're more likely to make trades than women. And they make about over 50% more trades than women. And again, that all will determine their final, what they have left at the end of their, their investment because they are trading more. They're losing money on their trade and they're losing out on some of the bigger returns when they do that. Men will take bigger risk when it comes to investing. Their risk tolerance is a little bit different. 41% of men say they are willing to take on more risk in order to get a better return on their investment. Well, only 22% of women said they will do the same. And again, that's men having you know, pretty much overconfidence in their skill set, thinking that they can do this stuff and they, they kind of know how to do it. And so they're going to be willing to take those risks. Where well, women are going to be a little bit more practical about it so they'll get a better return. Now, lastly, I want to talk about borrowing and debt and the amount of debt each person has, each group has. And with women, men actually, and this is what I guess surprised me a little bit, tend to carry more debt than women. And some people say, well, why would you be surprised at that? Men, I thought, always thought that, you know, were, didn't want to have a lot of debt because of, again, they might have, you know, situations where they're, you know, running the household and they want to make sure that there's the least amount of debt as possible. But that's not always altogether true. Men actually carry more debt. Women carry an average of 3.7% less debt than men overall. A report by Vanguard found that men had borrowed an average of $10,000 to women borrowing up to 8,700. That's a difference of about 16%. Men and women also have different reasons for borrowing. Uh, there was a study done that found that men are more inclined than women to borrow money for luxury items that they wouldn't be able to afford, while women tend to use debt to, to smooth consumption, to make ends meet, to get through a rough patch. And then they're less reluctant to, uh, they're, they're more reluctant to borrow money for things that aren't essential. When it comes to paying the debt, women tend to be 8% less likely to fall behind on mortgage payments than men. Now, that's pretty interesting. 
and women have slightly uh, higher credit scores by an average of five points more than men. Now, on that one, I literally thought that men's credit score would be a little bit higher. And I guess it's just from personal experience dealing with some people who I've met over the years. I always thought men, the men that I always associated with for the most part that I consider friends tended to be really good with their credit. So when I saw that, I was a little surprised. But I guess since it's, it's just my little circle of friends, it's not always the exact same thing. So the numbers don't lie. So women are actually better at paying on a mortgage than men are. So that's something that I find pretty interesting and have a higher credit score. So that's pretty interesting. And men and women also uh, have different approaches on how they want to pay off debt. Women usually look for ways to cut expenses in the household and men try to increase their income. Now there was an episode I did with Judy Winbush and we talked about how men and women uh, how money can ruin their marriage. And I suggested to do both of these things if you run into a jam where you have to cut your expenses and you need to try and bring more income in. And then that way you'll be able to take care of the debt a little bit faster. But here's just saying that women tend to cut the expenses while men tend to make more income. So basically a man might try and get another job. He might get a second part-time job to help pay off some of the debt. And a woman will look to save money by cutting corners on certain things where they can save a few more dollars each month just by cutting back on the expenses. So I thought that was pretty interesting. So ultimately, women are much better, apparently, when it comes to debt versus men pertaining to which one has more debt and which one has a better credit score overall. That's pretty interesting. Now, like I said, I wanted to just cover that last part. But before I, the last part I want to talk about is how can men and women compliment, how can men and women complement each other to reach long term financial goals? Well, it's very simple. That last statement that I made about women wanting to cut expenses in the household budget and men trying to increase their income. I think if you did both of those things, I think that would really help your long term financial goals. So if you did ever run into a patch or had a, a situation pop up, if you did both of those things, it would be paid off quicker. And then in the future, you can have money put away. One of the best things I can tell people is that if you have an emergency savings, that emergency savings will help you get through rough patches. And once you have that in place, it makes it a little bit easier to navigate through any d difficult situation that could occur. So an example of a difficult situation that could occur could be a major medical expense. It could also be a situation to where one of the two lost their job or is temporarily unable to work for whatever reason. It could be the birth of a child or a variety of different things. I remember when my first child was born, my wife didn't work pretty much for that first year. And we got by on just the one income. So it could be a variety of different things like that. So if both people have similar goals, long-term goals financially, and they implement these type of strategies where women may say cut back on certain things to keep the household budget lower and men are able to raise revenue by maybe working a second job or picking up some extra hours on their regular job that all will benefit the the marriage and both of them pretty easily it, it'd be a, a much smoother transition than to try and just wing it without anything you know in place and if you have that emergency savings in place it will get you through those rough patches a little bit easier now those are all the areas that I did want to cover here. And I, like I said, I thought this would be a pretty good, interesting topic to discuss. 
and I wanted to put it out there and get some feedback from it. I'm not saying that one side is better than the other. Actually, when I read through those numbers, the women tended to do a little bit better than the men. So if you find a woman who's good financially, men, that might be to your benefit. So one of the things that you might want to look for and women, and there is going to be an episode that's going to talk about qualities that men should look for in a woman pertaining to getting married. And we're going to do that episode uh, probably within the next month. So best be prepared for that. But that will give you some insight. If you have a woman who's good financially, that's one area that you definitely would want to take into consideration. Well, we are about to wrap up and next week we're going to do another episode and that'll probably be, I want to say probably, well, I take it back. There's going to be a bonus episode released later in the week after this one comes out. And then we'll do one more after that. And then that'll be the end of the first season. And then we'll go to the second season. And when we go to that second season, we will definitely try a couple new things. So you'll be, if you just stay in tune and keep listening, you'll see some of the things that we're going to implement. I want to say thank you to the audience for continuing to listen. I had a really good week numbers-wise. Considering I wasn't even here, I was in Mexico, and the numbers still were coming in pretty good. I was able to check them from there, so that was, that was really good with having Wi-Fi and everything. It's, it's much more easier now. So if you haven't been to the website, go visit the website. The link will be in the show notes. You can click on that link. You can leave a review. Get on the email list. You can leave a voice recording. Whatever you want to do is all there on the website. We're doing really good with the website traffic. People are actually going to the website and listening to the podcast who don't know how to listen to podcasts. If you just click on the link, you can go right there and listen to it right through there. If you don't have any podcast apps uh, on your phone. And we have added a couple of more places you can listen to the podcast, and I will drop those out probably next week and let you know which ones they are. But we're just about everywhere now. There's only one or two major platforms that we're not on. So that's a great feeling. So what I'm going to say to you is that continue listening. We appreciate the support, and I'm going to bid you a good night.